The curtain opens. The lights go up. Those first few notes of magic. The crew that brings it all to you is here to share the story of what it's like to be in the wings. This is Show Bob. Hey everyone, welcome to Show Call. I'm your host, Chad Allen. With me today is Bree West and Austin Aussie. Bree, you're a rigger, a stagehand, you've done wardrobe, you've worked in catering, you just kind of do it all. And Austin, uh, you do forklift driving, you load the semi-trucks of the road cases and all the speakers and all the gear. Basically, you get the tour packed up and on its way. And if you've ever seen a massive concert, that's a lot of gear. <laughs> and that's a lot of forklifting. And that's, there's so much involved with that. So, uh, Bree, let's start with you. When, when did you get started in the industry? Uh, this would have been my 10th season. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're on hold right now. Yeah. But uh, actually, right about when, I think, April is when I started uh, back mm-hmm. in 2010, uh, I had gone to school for audio engineering, did absolutely nothing with my degree, um, but I got into stage handing in that way and uh, just done a little bit of it all ever since then, just worked my way up. I joined the union in 2015, I believe, um, and I've worked my way up to uh, the B list, which pretty quickly, I think, so... Yeah. Pretty quickly, I did dedicated a lot of hours to getting myself up because our union mm-hmm. out here is seniority based and it's based on the number of hours you worked the year before. So, oh, wow. okay, been doing this for a while now. Yeah, and how did that how did that come about? Like, because a lot of people think that we tripped and fell and landed backstage, and it's not always that easy. You know, some people do fumble onto it, but like, how did you, you know, how did you? work your first concert or how did that come about so um like i said i was going to school for audio and engineering i had already graduated but rhino staging uh, they were trying to get people who had a music background instead of just Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of random people from a craigslist ad or something like that so they kind of did a job fair at my school our teachers emailed everybody so we came out and Mm -hmm. uh, it came out with a another uh, gal that I went to school with and uh, we started together and we're both still doing it so but that's how I got in I think my first concert was um, oh it was the Black Eyed Peas at the Tacoma Dome very cool that's huge yeah your first show was was to work was Black Eyed Peas at Tacoma Dome (laughs) that was my first show was okay Black Eyed Peas, LMFAO, and uh, Ludacris. Jesus. Okay. So with a show that big, did you feel like you were thrown into the fire, or did it feel did it feel right? Uh, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because mm-hmm. I was definitely overwhelmed. Because you know, I knew studio stuff. I knew what I was doing yeah. studio wise. But they paired us up, you know, with uh, people who knew what they were doing. So we didn't feel totally lost. I'm also a quick learner, so mm-hmm. I kind of got the hang of it really quickly. Yeah. And worked a lot that first year, <laughs> a yeah. lot. 
Yeah. And I haven't stopped since until until now. Yeah. Yeah. Austin, what about you? So like you, um, I mean, you unload the trucks as well. So the tour gets there at, gosh, sun up. Oh yeah, they show up <laughs> so know? tired. Yeah, and and you know that's when your day starts, or do you have some preparation to do before those trucks get to the get to the stage or get to the venue? Uh, usually, we just do just check everybody in and make sure the forklift is running, and uh, make sure our team like nobody's got you know like a, a cast on or you know arm that won't be able to lift in case we had double stack mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Man, we're just ready because the crew comes in any type of different condition. They, yeah. they might not have slept the day before, been up for like 17, going on 20 hours, and they're pretty much like, yo, just do this, please. Or, yeah. You know, we kind of take over from there. And uh, it's it's really amazing the way it works, how how remote each city is with the, the same crew, though, that goes around with tour, and they're just dealing with a bunch of locals every different place they go. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, if you really care about your job, you take care of them. Yeah. Absolutely, and and those tours wouldn't be able to without locals there to re, to retrieve everything and to help set everything up and make everything happen. I don't think those those tours would be able to to. I don't no think the show would happen, you know, because and and when you talk about forklift driving, I mean, you are like responsible for millions of dollars of equipment, speakers, lighting, all the the road cases and all that stuff heavy metal a lot yeah. of heavy metal sometimes yeah. like grand piano literal or, heavy metal yeah <laughs> the real heavy metal yeah uh and there's always people everywhere and mm. a lot of them especially uh some of the newer people don't have any idea what's yeah. going on so they they ju- try to jump in front of the forklift or, or you know a real heavy load it's it's really really chaotic scenario so yeah. you got to be really aware of your surroundings you got to be loud and let people know mm-hmm. uh, if, don't cross in front of the forks and you know, you just gotta gotta state your case and yeah. watch out for everybody because they might be watching out for themselves. Like, yeah. it's it's a lot of chaos going on backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Because it's not just you there unloading. There's other craziness going on in other departments. And oh, it's just all an over insanity because it goes from nothing to a big concert. And you know, when everyone gets there, it's just full guns blazing, huh? Yeah, and everybody, everybody wants to get their stuff packed up because they usually can't take a shower or go have yeah. that refreshing victory beer or yeah. whatever they do when they're done. They, they can't relax, so everybody's just trying to push and push and yeah. get it going, and I, I love it. I love it. I yeah. thrive in that chaos, and mm-hmm. I feel like I can really help guide it to where it needs to go. And, man, with, with everything being down right now, I, just, I miss it so much. It makes yeah. me just kind of wonder sometimes, like, what am I doing? Like... You know, it makes me feel so alive. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And uh, uh, when did that all start for you? Uh, So funny that she mentioned it. I actually answered a Craigslist ad. I was just, (laughs) I was was looking for part-time work, and uh, I got hired on with Rhino. And uh, I think a lot of people around here started with Rhino. Mm -hmm. And then... And then as they got uh, more developed, realized that there's other opportunities. Yeah. Uh, And... um, so my first show was uh, it was like Motley Crue, out at White Gee. River. <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So I kind of got a really good taste initially, and uh, I, I could say not only did I fall in love with it, I couldn't believe that this was a job in the industry, mm-hmm. but I also got addicted. Yeah. Like I completely mm-hmm. just love everything about it. Um, 
man, everything's smash and go, uh, interesting people everywhere. Yeah. Um, the job feeds you. I never had a job that feeds you. Like, <laughs> yeah. if your boss is cool, maybe he'll buy some pizza on Friday. But this yeah. place will literally <laughs> feed you up to three times a day. Yeah. And, and they provide yeah. water. And I was just, I was just, I was like sprung, I guess, from, from the very beginning. It was just, it's everything. Well, you know, I'm not going to brag, but uh, I think I may have... Cooked, that's how I know Chad. You a meal at times. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Chad was probably at that uh, Montlake. I was at concert. your birthday out of the gorge, man. Oh yeah, that, we threw a rager birthday at the gorge, and it got <laughs> shut down. But it was cool, and I, I may have blacked out, but that's a story for another day. That was day. epic. That, that was, was pretty epic. cool, man. I free range to the whole backstage. Anyway, okay, Ooh, okay. man. There we go. All right, it's, it's not about me. It's about you guys. <laughs> That's uh, how it goes. It co-mingles. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just goes into itself. There's yeah. been many a birthday out at the gorge. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like making a couple phone calls to go out there again for my birthday just to see if they'll let us have free reign over the <laughs> backstage. Mean, we'll show it's up. It's coming up. It's in <laughs> two weeks. So, yeah. I'm sure they got availability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Bree, uh, you know, you, you did a lot of... Um, you wear a lot of hats backstage, and it kind of speaks to the the fact that this industry is is a choose your own adventure kind of thing, you know. And Austin for for you as well, but uh, Bree, you've done, you know, not just rigging, but the wardrobe. So so talk a little bit about about what it takes being in the wardrobe department. Doing wardrobe for like rock and roll is different than doing wardrobe for theater. I've gotten a tiny taste of theater. I kind of actually really love doing it. Speaking of forklift, I, sorry about that, everybody. We have a forklift. <laughs> we're at a warehouse. So we have a forklift outside, so <laughs> it's just part of it. <laughs> anyway, logistics on, so. never stop. They never stop. <laughs> uh, but a lot of times with wardrobe, you're either working um, directly with some of the artists. Sometimes I'm working and dressing, you know, the people that people are coming to see, like helping Miley Cyrus into mm -hmm. an outfit because she's got 30 seconds to change and it yeah. takes three people to get one outfit on so she can get back on the stage. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'm just prepping clothes and the artists don't want to see you. You're just prepping clothes. You may be doing um, laundry all day. I was going to say, so, like sometimes that's a part of wardrobe is washing their undergarments and t-shirts that they just wear to the venue. It's not always their bright flashy stage clothes right oh absolutely absolutely I've, I've i've done it all i've you know steamed dresses for beyonce that she's gonna wear for three minutes on the stage but yeah. it's gotta look perfect when she goes that's out right. there that's right you know <laughs> yeah oh you'd my be surprised God. how many latex outfits there are uh if for pop divas <laughs> there's a lot, <laughs> there's, a lot. There, yeah. there's a lot some of them are High fashion. That's right. Yeah. I, I believe I cleaned a Gucci one just because it was uh, going to go on display when the tour was yeah. over. So they were just cleaning it up to pack it up because we were one of the last stops on the tour. Yeah. Um, but there's a surprising amount of of that. Um, sometimes you help pick the outfits. That's not as common. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you'll, you'll lay out the choices and be like, here's what you got, you know? Do you have a favorite show? We'll start. We'll start with Bree and then Austin. So, like, do you have a favorite show that sticks out? Like one that just hmm. above all. 
I gotta be honest, that's hard okay. to choose. Awesome. There's a lot. The, yeah, yeah. You can just say a couple, you know, or whatever, you know, it's... I mean, I really enjoyed that Black Eyed Peas concert. I mean, I, mean, I know it Usually was my first, first is, concert, yeah. but, like, yeah. like Austin said, like, I, I quit my day job at a desk after I started doing mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Uh, I started them both at the same time. Yeah. And then went, I don't want to answer phones anymore. I'm just going to do the concerts. (laughs) And uh, stuck with it. But that one sticks out for sure. Definitely. Um, You know, we did the Bangers tour for Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also did rehearsals. So they were actually here for a week. And as far as wardrobe, I did a lot of prepping concerts. I was bedazzling things. We were making making outfits we were tailoring things so it was really interesting to see that final process right before a tour kicks off mm-hmm. and see how that all comes together because yeah. normally i'm involved on the wardrobe side once the stuff gets there they already know what they're wearing they already know what they're doing right so but you uh, have to you know retrieve that like same with like the, the loading yeah. the gear you got to retrieve that and make sure they want it the way that they want it right, right. and yeah Uh, For that one, as far as wardrobe, that's one of my favorite wardrobe calls because um, it was a week of just creating things. We were helping create the show Mm -hmm. that everybody else was going to see. And then it opened in another city and it came back. And then it was interesting to see uh, some things had changed because logistically the concerts didn't quite, the costumes didn't quite work how they thought they were going to. So we had to make a few changes. But you could really understand how they made the changes, right. and how right. they decided what what to wear and why they were going to do it that mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Those two are probably my favorite. Yeah. Very cool, Austin. What do you? What sticks out in your mind? Well, I was thinking about many shows, and really, I love them all. They're all special. Yeah. So I think I'd have to break it down to a venue, and it'd be almost any show out of the gorge. It's yeah, lovely out there. <laughs> yeah. You see that's anybody who's been there for the first time, their eyes are huge. Yeah. Their, their pupils are dilated, and it's for many reasons, but mainly because they're taking in the scenery. Uh, absolutely. It's so yes. lovely out there. Um, everything is just on point, and, and it's one of the most ridiculously hard places to work. It like, for is. instance, when you're driving forklift, the ground is bumpy. There's potholes everywhere. There's little mm-hmm. angles. So if you don't correct for that, you'll just drop your load. Like, yeah. like not like it's nothing. You'll be like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? Like, yeah, yeah because it's dangerous out here. And I don't think people realize that. And um, I've got so much respect for that place. Like, uh, I got to work uh, above and beyond. Oh yeah, and those are crazy shows. So they were live streaming the whole thing. Yep. And uh, I got chosen to work camera with a couple of my buddies. So we were like literally uh, cable paging the live stream. And then the camera guy got tired and just would hand us over the camera. He'd be like, yo, my arm hurts. That live stream went on for, didn't it go on for like two days or something crazy like that? Where it didn't stop. The yeah. live stream, a day and a half or two days. I don't know. It was, that was crazy. Yeah. And it was you, a- you got to work the camera for some of that stream. Yeah, the guy just got tired. He was like, here, you guys want to camera? So we were live in like Amsterdam or wherever they're watching it in the world. And that was also one of the most ridiculously dangerous builds we ever did because they had us outside the barrier on the cliff running video cable. They literally was like, that's where it has to go. So we were like, all right, dude, we'll do anything. I love this job. You know, we got, we're brave. We'll do it. You're paying us. Yeah. I love it. I'm glad to be a part of it. 
but it was literally so dangerous, man. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, I basically didn't see him for three days, and we were at the same venue. Uh, because I, at the time, I was supervising, so I was supervising yeah. stuff that was going on on other stages, mm-hmm. and I maybe saw him for two seconds in passing yeah. when they're going off with a camera. But you can be in the same venue in the middle of nowhere and not see your significant yeah. other because <laughs> right. they're so busy. Yeah, wow. And so, so you you mentioned that you, you know you didn't see him for a few days, and um, that's important because. You guys are dating, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's something that I've I found. Um, you know, that, that happens, like, pretty often is, like, couples work together, you know, in that environment. I mean, not all couples can, but when they do, it's, you know, it's a pretty solid couple, you know. And, and so how long have you guys, uh, how long have you guys been dating? Uh, a little over three years now. Three years? Yeah. I mean, it definitely has its challenges working together because you were yep. around each other a lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. But I have found nobody really understands the schedule of a stagehand <laughs> than yep. somebody else who does it. It's a bizarre schedule. I mean, I, I thought catering schedule and bartending schedule and all that stuff was crazy. But you guys have, like, it, explain that Explain that schedule. Uh. Well, like like you mentioned, I do rigging a lot, and a lot of times we're in before the stagehands because we have to mm-hmm. set up all of the points to get ev- to get whatever lights and whatever magic mm-hmm. they want to happen during the show yeah. up. Yeah. So we start an hour or two quite often before the rest of the crew yeah. does. Yeah. And, you know, opposite on the way out, we're done first. But, you know, yeah. and then I there's been a lot of nights where I'm just waiting for yeah. him to get off or he has to show well, up to an event early because yeah. I had to be there two hours mm-hmm. before he did yeah so yeah. It, but there's a you got you got some downtime during the day though right yeah so you guys get there for load in and then how long does a load in for a arena show how long how long does that take it depends on the shows most of them you can get loaded in within four hours Okay. Yeah, like and union, union's pretty strong, usually about five hours, yeah. and then they get rid of everybody that's non-essential, and then they just have, like, running crew. Okay, yeah. Which is just a smaller mm-hmm. amount of people to um, help in case there's yep. little fires that need to be put out or something okay. like like that before the show actually starts. What time does that load-in start? I've had them start as early as 3.30 in the morning. Ugh. Yeah, isn't and it per tour? Uh, Tour God. decides because some of them go way too early. You're like, couldn't you do this at like eight or nine a.m. Please? <laughs> why, why, why are we here at four a.m.? Yeah, uh, it definitely depends on the show. Like if we're doing a WW any sort of WWE show, oh yeah, that's we gonna to, start yeah. at four four a.m. six a.m. You know, mm-hmm. that one has several different start times because not all the departments can get going at the same time, and so yeah. they actually they're really good in in that aspect of knowing. Let's not have everybody show up at 6 a.m. because we're not going to have work for everybody at 6 a.m. We're going to yeah. start some people at 6, some at 7, some at 9. Mm-hmm. And then not everybody's there all at the same time. You're also not going to get a WWE show loaded in in four hours. It's just not going to happen. They have way too much stuff. Yeah. But it looks great and it's ready to go by showtime yeah. when they air. So. Yeah. And then show call. Sorry, not show call. Um, load in uh, lasts about four hours. And then so... Your your next the next thing you have to do is the show call, right? 
and we're talking about not just this podcast. We're talking about the show. Um, so you have some downtime in between that, right? You have you have between load in and show call, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where they they make sure everything's good to go and it's show ready. Like yeah. she said, put out fires. Sometimes there'll be like a problem with a, like a um, kabuki drop or something. Mm-hmm. They can't get the motors to work, so they got to go to Plan B, and you you just. They, they got to have people around, mainly for moral support. Yeah. Sometimes you might just be there and not do anything, but you're, you're the just-in-case person. Sure. Okay. And then, and then once, like, what time on average does show call happen? Show call normally starts half an hour to an hour before the actual concert starts. Because um, a lot of times there's different aspects to show call. Um, if there's a wardrobe show call, mm-hmm. one, we probably haven't had a break during the day besides our meal yeah. breaks because we get there later than everybody else. We're prepping clothes and then we go right into getting ready for the show. So that that's kind of an all day nonstop sort of situation like catering. But yeah, um, there's spotlights. They mm. don't always have to be there right when the show starts. Yeah. Because it could just be the headliner that's using spotlight hours. Sure. They don't always use them throughout the entire show. Mm-hmm. But most of the stagehands have probably been on the running crew and have probably been there all day. But an actual show call is about a half an yeah. hour before the show starts just so they're there. The tour can give them a rundown of what they expect for changing right. things over between yep. the bands. Okay, cool. And then um, then you've got Loadout. Right, yeah. and that's where you fire up the forklift. That's where you're packing up, and you know, so that starts obviously after the show, after the encore, and you know, people start clearing out. Then you guys come in again, and you know, um, and do your thing. So, so Austin, what's what's that look like for you when when? Um, so sometimes you end up working all day, like you did load in, and then you get running crew and show call, yeah. and then you go straight into loadout. So those are the bread and butter days. You end up getting like 10 plus hours in general like that, mm-hmm. and so that's really where you make your, your income. Uh, but you've been working all day, so you just go straight into loadout, and it is chaos. That is the ultimate chaos, because you have a little bit of leisure time, because you got to make sure everything's set for the load in, but for loadout, people are like, just put it in a box. We'll deal with it in the next city. Stop talking to me. Why are you not working? <laughs> yes. And they really crack the whip, I would yeah. say. Uh, yes. Like, like yeah. uh, one of the things I always like, they say, like, the, um, the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They really just kind of lay it on you. Yeah. And uh, that's where you can kind of see how a lot of people really are, their real work yeah. ethic, mm-hmm. because you can notice the new people right away because they yep. look like deer in headlights. It's mm-hmm. so fast. Yep. They have no idea what to do, but they really, they're eager, so they want to. And so you just notice them right off the bat. And usually uh, veterans like like Bree here or myself or Autumn or any of the tour guys, yeah. uh, they'll just tell them, yo, go wrap this cable up, you know, go over to this department and find it. And uh, usually they do have you in a department to cut down on the confusion. Mm-hmm. Like they'll say, you're an electrician, follow this guy, he's your lead. Yeah. Don't go into any other group because it's so easy to get caught up in another project 
yeah. and now the team that you were on it was it was expecting like four to eight people but mm. the person just got like pulled into another group and now they're the lead from the group there initially and it's like where's my person i need i need like eight people for this this is a yeah. big huge set card this is ridiculous and you'll hear you'll hear a lot of gripes it's it's a show in itself yeah. i gotta be honest yeah. it is so much fun and um like one of my favorites was iron maiden mm. when we were loading out because I don't know if everybody was tired or they were gacked or, you know, like they were just worn out or something. Mm -hmm. But we had like so many choke points where nothing was happening. And I got mad and I just felt like something snap inside of me and I took over it. And I was doing like the work of 10 people at once. Yeah. And it was awesome. And people were like, <laughs> they were kind of freaked out because it was, it could have been a little dangerous. Yeah. But they were like, I really appreciate what you're doing right now. So I'm going to let it go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's real, real moments to shine. And like when you're driving forklift, it's just grab and go. Like, especially yeah. on the out, like you're usually loading everything into the truck, mm -hmm. you know, so you're in your spot. And yeah. it's, it's a little easier then. But like I said, there's people everywhere and yeah. the danger is real. Like yeah. really, it's, it's sometimes it can be super dangerous if people aren't um, aware and watching their surroundings. Like you, you always have to watch where you're going and within the first, you know, three to six feet around you because yeah. uh, cases are coming at you. Oh man, people might whip a cable or something, you know, just trying to mm -hmm. get it done, but it might whip and hit you. And like uh, the heads for, for any of the feeder cables, they're very heavy. You yeah. know, like that's, and they always some they they pinpoint on your face for some reason, they go right for your face. It's like wow. I, don't, I don't know what it is. That's insane. It's it's a wild thing to see too, because yeah. there's been times, you know, um, where I've finished up. You know, one of the rare times I finish up early, and one thing I like to do if I can do it is just go up in the stands. Like I'm like I'm a concert goer. Go I'll go up high in one of the seats, and look down and just watch that chaos. Just if anyone ever has a chance, it is like you said. It's like another show in itself, and you're just like one. I think once or twice, I was actually able to see it just disappear. I just stood up there. I was just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Also felt bad for not doing anything, but <laughs> no one could see me. So, Like, they don't even let some of this stuff cool down sometimes. You just, yeah. just get on the truck. Don't yeah, worry about it. it. In there. The yeah. stuff is built road tough. Yeah. That's, that's how it is now. And it's and they really, a lot of the shows are so professional and veteran now that they know the timeline. They're like, yeah. look, you guys might think you're pretty cherry, but we got an average of, like, eight hours for this loadout. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, you can you can try, but just take it easy. You know, we know yeah. we know what's going on, and uh, you got to pack it perfectly though. Yeah. Some some trucks are so tight they're to like inches. Like you can't have a single box out of place, or you're gonna throw off their whole pack, and nothing will fit. And they're gonna have to sit there and rearrange it. It's yeah. I mean it's man. Sometimes. I mean to get it to fit so perfect, you have. Do they give you a layout of how that's supposed to go? Or do the you good have ones. somebody, the good ones do actually like, here's this case is gonna go lined up in the truck in this way. Yeah, they'll, they'll have like a, a map uh, on the tail of the truck, mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes even that doesn't help them. You yeah. know, it's usually yeah. just uh, from somebody, memory. So, or somebody, is there somebody pointing and directing? Yeah. Also, yeah. okay. Yeah, in general, the, you know, the good ones, but like, like uh, sometimes they're tired and like they're supposed to, yeah. And they're not there, and it, it becomes a real cluster. Can I cuss? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> it becomes a real clusterfuck. 
<laughs> you know, it becomes a real mess. Yeah. And uh, you, you'll know it because what, what could have been a quick loadout, because some are, some are two hours. Like some concerts yeah. are just bang. You're, you're done. Yeah. yeah, they're like, we're not mm-hmm. playing around. We're going to the next city. You guys go home. Go do what you do. Yeah. And uh, it, that two hours will turn into like four to six hours. Wow. Because something went wrong. Or, you know, sometimes people break equipment and everything stops. Like, usually the only thing people don't keep going for is, like, if somebody gets hurt. They just pull them out of the way and they keep going. They're like, okay, (laughs) there's no show over here. Uh, Sometimes they just move the hurt person out of the way. Yeah. Deal with the hurt. No, they don't forget about the hurt person. They deal with it. But loadout's not coming to a stop if someone, unfortunately, uh, gets injured. Yeah. You know. They they deal with it, but you got to keep going. Whether it's loading in the middle of the I mean, show I or load it, you got to keep going. Someone's drunk and puking at the bar. Hey, we got to keep the bar. Get them out. We got to <laughs> keep the bar. Going. <laughs> it's not as yeah. insensitive as that. I mean, sounded. it's just so it much going so. on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure loadout continued when I went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a, so many moving parts, so many things going on. You know, I think that it's. Uh, um, you just got to, yeah, and it's, you're right. It's not that they don't care about that person. You just you just have so much going on. Yeah. You, you, people have uh, no idea how much is involved with that. Okay, so Bree, what was the last show you worked? The last show that I actually worked was um, a Sounders match. I helped okay. with the Sounders yeah. crew. We set up the, um, the fan experience. Very cool. So even though Sounders games are back on, we're still not working because they don't no fans, yeah. no fan experience. That was actually on my birthday, March seventh. Oh wow! Um, at CenturyLink. Okay. Um, so we went, we did our game. You know, um, I was scheduled on March eleventh at the Showbox. Yeah. And I did show up. We did not actually do any work. Um, they wanted to pay us, so we had to show up and clock in. But May eleventh is the day that Governor Inslee. Mm-hmm. put a ban on yep. live events and that's true we didn't yep. even get to have uh that show that day we yep. all just the band knew they were there and we were like eh, we're not unloading yep. we all stood outside for about half an hour and yeah. kind of just took it in we all went home and it's surreal and kind of sad you know i yeah. haven't worked since then yeah Austin, what about you? What's what's the last show you were? Oh my gosh, um, I was I was doing a lot of uh, AV stuff. Yeah. Um, so honestly, it's uh, I think one of my last shows. So, was sorry a, for for people listening. AV meaning oh audio visual audio visual. Okay. It's more yeah. corporate, like you're yeah, setting up gotcha. video screens okay. and hot you know wireless mics for for like Microsoft. It's it's usually a lot of corporate clients. Sure. Um, the last shows I had booked. Uh, that slowly went away as March went on was uh, Boeing. They were going to unleash their new plane, mm-hmm. that that new um, Air Max or something okay. like that. Yeah. And uh, that's a real cake job. Uh, day rates usually, and it's rent for sure. If you work mm-hmm. that, that's rent yep. in and out. Uh, and as March went on, I just got cancellation notice after cancellation notice, and then it was it's just been done ever since. Uh, so I think last time I worked was maybe in April. April. I might yeah. have done. I might have helped with the loadout at the showbox. Mm-hmm. It was real quick. Those are like the two-hour loadouts because it's not a huge stage, and they usually want to get going. Um, yeah. So it was, and it, it kind of 
it kind of gets random. Like all the shows look the same, so you might not even know who you're working for if you're in the zone like <laughs> yeah, that. You just yeah. it's work. I'm here. Just it's the up. same stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bree and Austin, um, I've actually worked with a significant other backstage, and it can be very cool. And it has its challenges. So, like, what's it like for you guys working backstage as a couple? I'll let you take that. I love it uh, because she gets a lot more gigs than I do. So I ended up getting a lot more work because they would just be like, all right, he's oh, a body. So you're using Brie. To- no. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, w- it worked out really good because otherwise, like, I'd kind of just be at home and, you know, like, take care of the house and stuff. But I love to work. So people allowed it to happen. You know, like, if I wasn't a good worker, they wouldn't do it. They'd be like, she might recommend, hey, can I bring Austin? And they'd say, no. <laughs> I, I Like, I want to be nice, but no. So I I earned the ability to be there. But, yeah, she greased it up for me, and I got I got in on a lot of stuff. But um, sometimes employers love that because they got, like, a small team, and they just know it's, like, right. a two-for-one deal. Mm-hmm. So we and we carpool together. Mm-hmm. So that ends up – it works in your favor, honestly, people that can be a duo like that, even if you're not, like um, – uh, a, a couple if you're you know people that are a tag team like road dogs people just that are teamed up it you, you get a lot more gigs if right. you're reliable because people yeah. just like that that dynamic duo or two for one type thing or you know you might have a a, a triplet you know a menage yeah. <laughs> and they're always <laughs> together um uh <laughs> nice. it, yeah and people people can rely on that you know they get to know that because a lot of times they just might need some hot bodies so um that ends up being a lot of extra gigs and, and a lot of time on site. Um, uh, when you're arguing, I would say, or you're having like that off day, you know, it's it's kind of like you're always there, you know, especially like right now when it's work nonstop, you're like always together. And um, I love that. It's just, you know, it's anybody that's together with somebody all the time, there's always gonna be a little, you know, barking yeah. or yeah. little little friction, but you know, at the end of the day, you just get through it and, you know, get, do some foot rubs and, you know, eat some good dinner and everything's yeah. all back, back to the goody. Um, yeah. I I really, uh, she's the brains, I'm the bronze. There I would definitely, definitely <laughs> say that. Like, that was one of the ways I really fell in love with her was she's just so smart. Like, uh, yeah. people will just spout off uh, instructions and, and I'm mm-hmm. sitting there like, blah, 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 what? And yeah. she just she gets it, yeah. And and she does that over a lot of other people too. Like it's it's a very special skill set she has. So I really respect her for that, and um and it helps because I'm really good at executing. Yeah. If I can understand what it is, I can do it. But most of these people, like I just I don't understand them, <laughs> and, and they don't like you to have them repeat things at all. Yeah. So yeah, we really really help each other in that way. And she's one of the hardest working ladies I've ever seen. I've seen it. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Well, this one time I got her kind of pulled into some extra work out of the gorge. Uh, everybody to abandon Steel Neil. His whole team left, and so he oh, had wow. yeah. all the steel. He, he, I felt really bad for him though. You know, he was literally yeah. all by himself. Yeah. And I saw it as an extra opportunity to get more money also. So mm-hmm. it was like a, it was like a wham bam. But really, I wanted to support dude because everybody left him and he had a whole entire show to take down and pack up still mm-hmm. so she got kind of pulled into it with me and i'm out there driving the forklift all day and yeah. she to stay moving like ended up sorting steel 
out in the like 90 degree desert out in gorge yeah. and she was still smiling it's like she was just happy to be there and i i just uh it, it really helped me to fall in love with her yeah yeah brie what's it what's it like working with this guy it's great it really is most of the time you know every every couple has their off days and that kind of sucks because like yeah. austin yeah. said you can't get away from each other when you're working the same show yeah but luckily, because we work in different departments, I don't drive a forklift. Like, I can. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. We, um, if if it's one of those days, normally I can just go back to my department. And I don't yeah. have to deal with him because I'm off rigging and I can mm-hmm. just concentrate on that. And, you know, I know we'll get over it by the end of the day. But, yeah. you know, I'll go coil steel, go do some heavy stuff and mm-hmm. not worry about it. But it's really nice, you know, being on a gig with somebody you trust. Yeah. You know, versus there, there's times you show up, you don't know any of these people, or you do know them, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, not everybody's the safest, not everybody's the easiest to work with, and I'd rather be with somebody I trust, like any of you guys in this room. Mm-hmm. I work with you guys all the time. I trust you guys. Yeah. And I know I'm going to be safe mm-hmm. and protected, and there's definitely been times when he's come to my aid when somebody's just been being rude or unsafe or just mean to me for mm-hmm. whatever yeah. Yeah. reason, you know, some personal grudge or they're just not being safe. And because I'm working, I don't quite see it, but he sees it and steps in and is like, whoa, everyone's not yeah. being safe. Like we need yeah. to do that. And I would do the same for him. If I see that he's not in a safe position, I'm going to make sure yeah. that he's safe at the end of the day, I want him to come home, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say yeah. no matter how hot it gets, no matter how hard it is, at the end of the show, it's just all about everybody being safe yeah, and exactly. getting to the next one. Because, yeah. you know, like so, so if things go bad, sometimes it can affect you for the rest of your life. Like, Absolutely. it's really high risk. And so yeah. it's always worth it to to focus on safety and just remember that, like, this isn't it. Like, no matter what, when it's all over, like, shake hands get on to the next one you know yeah. it's over it's done with pack yeah. it up move on yeah exactly so one thing i wanted to um ask you guys i'm going to end on this is if you had a if you had a government official that's in charge of you know the legislature and, and everything going on um regarding us being out of work what would you like to say to those officials Bree? what would you like to what would you like to say to them I think I'd really just be like, stop just whatever bickering you guys are doing that's not helping anybody because you guys went on vacation or whatever it's called, recess, Mm -hmm. for a month. And we're all struggling because we're not getting that extra help. Our business is not coming back anytime soon. And as much as everyone loves theater and concerts, everyone's kind of forgotten about us. But we're we're the reason those shows happen. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be shows without stagehands, and I—I yeah. I don't know. I just I want them to understand that. And if we can't go back to work through no fault of our own, we yeah. need protection. The venues need protection so that these little your favorite little bar, that's also a venue, doesn't have to shut down in the next right. months because we're yeah. not going to be able to go back to work yeah. until maybe next spring if we're lucky. But really, I think the more 
the more news comes out and the more studies come out, I don't think we're going back to work till next fall. And that sucks so bad. So bad. Like, I don't, I'm probably going to have to get another job. I can only last so long on unemployment and it's, it's stretching it, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. you know. And that sucks because you've 10 years of building a career that you love. Mm -hmm. I don't want to to do anything else. Be forced to abandon it. Again, like you said, through no fault of your own. And that's a, that's a tough, that plays a lot of mental games, you know, with, with, with people. Oh, absolutely. I have been through the gambit of emotions. I, yeah. I really have. I'm just roller coaster. Some days are great. Some days I can't function. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. let's be honest. There's some days it's good if I get out of bed. Yeah. Like, really. Because I just start thinking about things. I watched a video that Andrew Lloyd Webber put out this morning and upset me because it was him showing off the theater in London and it's empty because they're remodeling, but it's empty. These theaters Mm -hmm. shouldn't be empty. It just, it hurts. It hurts to see that. What about you, Austin? What's... Um. What would you like so, to say to a government official? If I, could, if I could say anything to them, I would, I would like to say, uh, please come up with a solution so that people can co-mingle and get together in large groups safely without having to take a severe risk of, of their health with this coronavirus. People need to party. People need to energize themselves at yeah. these shows. They need it. Like, for us, we do this a lot, and for the performers... It sometimes it just becomes a job, but for them it might be the biggest thing ever in their life. For the people going, right. for the fans, right. it might be their whole life. They might have pawned everything because this is their favorite act or their favorite show, and it's gonna set them on cloud nine for for a long time. Like it might really just make their whole life. It might be the biggest deal ever for them. Yeah. And that's what's so special about being a part of this industry is that it is that big. And, it, and it's yeah. important to never forget that. And I do think there are ways that people can party still. We just got to do it safer. Yeah. There, there's solutions. And, and I hope that people come up with them because the longer that we're on pause like this, people um, that are existing off unemployment, that's running out. And then people that had to go find other jobs, they might never come back. And we're losing venues. And, and the longer it goes on and the more of these things fade away, the, the tougher it makes uh, for the reopening, you know, yeah. whenever that yeah. happens, mm-hmm. uh, we're just, it's, it's such a, a displacement right now. And, uh, I just, I just really hope that people can, can get it together. Like we were first out and we're going to be the last in. Yep. And it's, it's, this is an important part of life. Like people need to party. Absolutely. People need to let off steam. They, they need to see live entertainment. People it's need a, to get ex- inspired. Exactly. Know? It's an energy that you just can't really make anywhere else and and i just hope uh that we can get the greatest minds together and find a solution for this and not forget about it like this is the joy this is the this is the ambrosia this is the good stuff in life yeah and and a lot of people you know this is where i belong i've been i've had over a hundred jobs easily and this is my career now i finally found a place i want to be and i'm looking at the prospects of having to retrain or or do Mm -hmm. something else also yeah and I, I don't want to get too cozy there and, and then just, you know, I, I probably will come back regardless. But right, if I make right. more money, I probably won't. Yeah. 
uh, except for you know once in a while for a pleasure thing just because i love it yeah but um I, like this job i i would do it for room and board i really yeah, would i know i love it it's a, it's yeah. a pleasure pro uh, passion project i just yeah. i love it mm -hmm. i love it yeah austin brie thank you guys so much for coming in here and thank you everyone for listening this has been another episode of show call To help save live events and the crew that make them happen, go to WeMakeEvents.org and tell your representatives how important live music is to you. That's WeMakeEvents.org. If you'd like to be on the show, contact us at guests at showcallpodcast.com. That's guests at showcallpodcast.com. If you have questions or would like to know more about what it takes to put on events, contact us at info at showcallpodcast.com. That's info at showcallpodcast.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Google Play. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded every Monday and Thursday. See you next week. WeMakeEvents.org is not affiliated with Show Call Podcast and is not responsible for the views expressed by the show.